The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves Coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see results. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and you're not getting sidetracked in your leadership drive for purpose, performance, and profitability. Now, a short moves treat to power up your leadership, brought to you by my valued sponsor, Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. Do you have the right stuff? According to Daniel Goleman in his bestseller, Emotional Intelligence, you find out by getting good, solid, to-the-point feedback from others. My experience with leaders, especially entrepreneurs, is that they seldom solicit feedback. In fact, many don't see the need for it, or more likely, they feel too busy to take the time for it. But that can get you into deep trouble. It takes So, take the time to get your head out of the sand. Realize getting honest, focused feedback from others, whether your team, your boss, your customers, your employees, is important for your success today and for tomorrow. How else can you get better, do better, lead better? Listeners, let me introduce you to the SKS tool. It's just three questions to ask others that will help you identify the things that keep you stuck in a rut and those that will move you forward in a more productive direction. First, the S stands for stop. What should I stop doing? In other words, What is it you're doing now that is causing you to be less effective? Second, the K stands for keep. What should I keep doing? These are the things you're doing that are getting the right results. And third, the S stands for start. What should I start doing? Those are new things you should begin doing to be more successful. Now what? Think about what you heard. Don't dismiss it. Rather, use it. Here's how. From all the feedback you heard, decide on these three things. One, the keepers, things you will continue doing because they lead you to success. Two, the immediate to-dos, things you will start or stop doing within the next week or month. And three, the I'll deal with these later, things to put on the back burner. But caution. Don't forget them. So here's a smart moves tip. Many entrepreneurs and leaders don't get feedback early enough before making some big mistakes. They're more interested in getting to their next project, their next deal, their next whatever, 
than stepping back to see how they're doing. They also might tell themselves, we should start delegating more, or we must take the time to talk more to our employees. But their resolves get lost in the activity of daily events. You can stop this from happening by incorporating the SKS tool into your business and leadership development plan. If you don't, you may find yourself no longer a leader and perhaps no longer an entrepreneur. Listeners, do you want to get better, do better, lead better? Let me show you how to power up your leadership with key ideas from Daniel Goldman's Emotional Intelligence. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Listeners, to give us further insights into entrepreneurship is my guest, Debbie Rustin, owner of The Success Educator, who has been an entrepreneur and trainer since 1986. She says one of the biggest reasons entrepreneurs fail is they attempt to run their business with the mindset of an employee rather than a business owner. Debbie will talk to us about the key factors of entrepreneurial success. For example, finding your passion, developing the right mindset, making the right decisions, taking risks, dealing with inevitable challenges, and building a strong culture in the workplace. She's also committed, like most successful people, to lifelong learning and helping others. Welcome, Debbie. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Well, thank you, Marcia. It's such a pleasure to join you today. So let's get down to it. Um, how did you become interested in entrepreneurship? Well, you know, really by accident. Um, I had quit my corporate job to be home with our children about 30 years ago. And after several months, we found ourselves like most people. We were missing that extra paycheck. So I had thought about getting a part-time job in in various fields. But, you know, I just didn't want to... um, work shift work away from my family. And we were planning to have another child at that time too. So, you know, it was really important for me to be home. And uh, throughout that uh, time frame, I bumped into a home business opportunity really by accident. And I just got thinking, you know, this is something I could probably do and it would allow me to work around my family's schedule. So it was really that simple. I made the decision. I jumped in with both feet and I guess the rest is history. <laughs> You know, I've interviewed other entrepreneurs on this show, and they all have uh, similar stories that they didn't start out wanting to be an entrepreneur. It wasn't like they were five years old and said, I want to be an entrepreneur. It happened sometimes by accident, sometimes by opportunities um, that came their way. Uh, So I think you're in a good group of people because they're all successful and they all enjoy what they're doing. Of course, there are going to be some challenges in being an entrepreneur. So, um, Debbie, from your experience and your experience working with others, uh, what's the difference in entrepreneurs that succeed and those that fail? Mm, That's a great question, Marcia. And personally, I really do believe it boils down to mindset. So, you know, if you think about it, you you mentioned something really important there, a really important distinction. Uh, Most people aren't five years old and think, I want to be an entrepreneur. And that's because we're we're not taught that, you know, in our educational system, we are conditioned to believe the only way to work is for an employer. So people grow up, you know, go the traditional path in many cases. And as you said, many people you just kind of bump into entrepreneurship for whatever reason. But, you know, in order to succeed, I believe, as I said, it it really does boil down to mindset. So there's a lot of really talented people that maybe have worked, you know, in a role as an employee, for instance, and then they make that decision to go into business. But, you know, the the key distinction is they have the knowledge and the skills. So, for instance, maybe an accountant knows everything there is to know about financials or a hairdresser knows everything they need to know about hair. Um, you know, another one would be an electrician. They know mm-hmm. the codes, electricity, everything they need to know about electricity. So they know how to perform their skill, 
But that's not enough. You cannot run a business with the mindset of an employee. And so if you don't develop the mindset of an entrepreneur, this is where people usually fail because, and we'll talk about challenges later, I think, but um, you know, when challenges come up, if you're running the business with the mindset of an employee, you don't know how to get through that. So developing the mindset to me is the most crucial thing that an entrepreneur needs to work on. Can you tell me a, a bit more about uh, that entrepreneur mindset? Um, I always like to ask, how would I know it if I saw it? What are some of the characteristics or the behaviors of someone who has an entrepreneurial mindset? Mm -hmm. Good question. Uh, Well, basically, an entrepreneur is a leader. They are not afraid of risk. They they make powerful business decisions. They uh, take full responsibility. They're solution-oriented. These are some of the characteristics that an entrepreneur would have. And I'll give you an example. I live in a a very small town. It's a tourist town. And very often we see new businesses pop up, you know, at the beginning Mm -hmm. of tourist season. And it's interesting to observe them because very often those businesses that are just crazy busy during the summer (laughs) will not have any clients during the winter. And if they are not doing anything to attract locals, the next thing you know, they're closing their doors and they think they run out of capital. And it's not that they may have run out of capital, but if they were solution oriented and took full responsibility for long-term success and they were committed to having their business long-term, they wouldn't become the victim of not having enough funds to continue through the, you know, the downtime. Every business has, you know, slow times and and times that they're busier. So it's really being solution oriented when you come up to challenges like that. So in that Mm -hmm. case, lack of capital, it's not lack of capital, it's lack of thinking, lack of imagination, lack of problem solving. And, you know, these are qualities that entrepreneurs develop. Right. And um, I know we're going to get into it, but... um, uh, can one develop these? Uh, are entrepreneurs, I guess the question is, are entrepreneurs born or are they made? Well, some are. I mean, some people just naturally, they've got lemonade stands and they've got this, <laughs> that, and the other. And, you know, a lot of it, it has to do with your upbringing. Mm-hmm. If, if you come from a family that's very much in the mindset that they are worker bees, <clears throat> tend, mm-hmm. you, you tend to pick up that same mindset because you, you do what you learn, right? However, if you have been supported, um, certainly you will develop you know, more entrepreneurial thinking growing up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are just naturally that way, despite what their family is like. But definitely it can be learned. It's not rocket science. I didn't know anything about entrepreneurship 30 years ago, but I've studied it extensively. And you know the things that I've learned to create success in my business Again, it's not rocket science. It's simply learning principles to create success by. And and the neat thing is, it's not just about business. The principles that you learn to create success in business will also help you create success in other aspects of life as well. Well, on that note... It is going to be a time for a short break. Um, I'm Marcia Zidal, uh, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Debbie Rustin, the Success Educator, talking about entrepreneurship. Stay tuned to find out more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidal, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Debbie Rustin, the Success Educator, giving insights about entrepreneurship, developing a mindset for our changing world. And in the first segment, Debbie did talk about why, about the entrepreneurship and why that's so important because it could be a factor in why some people succeed and why some people don't. But let's um, drill down even more. So, Debbie, um, is it important to match your passion to your business? Well, you know what, Marcia, 30 years ago when I became what we were referring to as an accidental entrepreneur, I would have said no because I didn't know any better. I really was just looking to make a little bit of, you know, extra money mm-hmm. to to pay to help pay the bills. So I really didn't even understand the connection to having a very strong passion matching that to your business. And what I did then is I, I started a ladies wear business and, you know, I love the clothes, but it wasn't my true passion. Right. Um, you know, it was profitable, you know, all, all those things that businesses need to be, but it, it wasn't my passion. I don't even think I knew what passion was then, to be honest. And when I started my current business, I immediately recognized it was something I had been passionate about for 18 mm-hmm. years previously, mm. but I had never thought to build a business around it. Now, I have learned since that passion is vital to long-term success so that you're inspired and self-motivated and really mm-hmm. loving what you do so it never feels like work. So, you know, when I train uh, new entrepreneurs today, I mean, that is the very first thing I start with is talking about, well, what are you most passionate about? What are you interested in? That's where it has to start to really, you know, just be in love with what you do. Um, you know, it- just real quickly, because I don't know if I was a, a, an accidental entrepreneur or not, but um, uh, one of the things is that uh, I was living in uh, Scandinavia because my husband worked for a major oil company, and I just finished my master's degree. I was, you know, still with three children, went and got my master's degree and wanted to work, and guess what? I'm I'm sent to this foreign country, and you have to have a work permit and it's very, I was told you can't, you know, you can't get jobs, etc. Well, um, I looked around and I found that I could be a part-time independent consultant. Now, you don't normally go from grad school to becoming a consultant, but that was the opportunity that was placed in front of me, and I went with it. And I think that's, you know, was I passionate about it then? At that point, no, it was a means to the end. It was the only way I can work. But then you develop that passion, um, especially if you're successful at what you do. Um, so uh, passion's important, um, but there are other things that are important in being a successful entrepreneur. Um, so 
uh, Debbie, uh, how have you learned to make powerful decisions in relation to your business? Um, Tell the listeners a little more about that. Debbie? Sorry, Marcia. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's the joy of working from home. Uh, somebody just came to my door. So um, your question was, how have you learned to make powerful decisions in relation to your business, right? Correct. Yes. yes. Um, I wanted to just, before I answer that, just pick sure. up on what you had just said. You had sure. mentioned um, you really became an entrepreneur through that transition with your husband. And really, that would compare to where the, the situation I was in when I first uh, became an entrepreneur as well, it was necessity, you mm-hmm. know? And when we mm-hmm. are in a, in a spot, kind of backed into a corner, and necessity is stronger than anything else, we find a way where there's no way. And that's where a lot of people find that entrepreneurial spirit, you know? It's that you dig down deep and think, you know what? I've got to do what I've got to do. And so, you know, you did that in, in your position, and that's really what I did as well. So I just wanted to address that before I went on to your question. But, um, you know, when, when you're making decisions, you know, in relation to your business, uh, something that I learned was a really powerful concept many years ago, and it's, it's really assisted me with this. Every single decision I make, I ask myself, will this decision bring me closer or further mm-hmm. away from my goals? Mm-hmm. And it's very simple but very powerful. I know if it brings me further away, I immediately know that would be the wrong decision. And it allows me to course correct right in that moment and make the right decision. And very often, you know, you really can recognize in that moment that it was fear or limiting beliefs. Um, And that's really why people very often don't make the decisions they should because of those fear and limiting beliefs. So this question allows you to really catch yourself in that moment and uh, make that right, powerful decision to move yourself forward. So I've learned the absence of fear is not a prerequisite to making the right decisions. <laughs> Can you talk a little more, a bit more about that? Yeah, you know, there's times where I think, oh, you know, you get that butterflies in your <gasps> stomach. Or yes. You, you, I remember, I mean, today I'm really relaxed doing this. I've been doing it a lot of years, you know, being on the phone with this sort of thing and doing trainings. But I remember back when I started to, the very first talk I ever did, I got on stage, I looked out at the audience, and I said, I think I'm going to throw up. I mean, I was just a nervous mm-hmm. ball mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of putty, you know. My my hands were sweating. When I started to train on the phone, I used to have baby powder on my desk to put on my palms mm-hmm. so that they, I could, you know, turn the pages of the material I was working with. I mean, it was just, I was a basket case. And so I really learned to push through all of that because mm-hmm. I didn't want to keep feeling like that. And I really learned that the absence of fear is not a prerequisite to doing what I need to do to move forward. And I think from my experience, having a little fear um, keeps you on your toes. Um, For example, I've been doing this show now, weekly show, for almost two years. It'll be in April. And every time, every and I, you know, I know my guests, you and I have talked on the phone. Some of the guests I have, I know personally, but the, the, there is always this, certain fear and anticipation before I start and it's like will the technology work will the guests be on (laughs) all those kinds Mm. of things but you know what that keeps me sharp Um, so I think it's important to have a little fear Um, well it it is and what you're talking about there is things that you can't control you know will the guests show up will the technology work and these are things that we often are fearful of but you know again what I've learned Marcia is we can't control that. So mm-hmm. be prepared. And, yes. you know, what if the t- technology doesn't work? What if the guest doesn't show up? What are you going to do? How can mm-hmm. you pull it off anyway? And when you, f- when you have that covered, it r- diminishes the fear and you feel more in control. And that's really what fear comes from. You don't feel in control. You know, it's, it's that lack of control that you think, oh, my gosh, what if this happens? What if that happens? And you're worrying about things that actually, you know, false expectations appearing real. So it's really just taking control, making sure that you have done everything that you can possibly do. And that doesn't mean everything's always going to be perfect, (laughs) but you know what? You're going to increase the odds for sure. Right. So, um, you know, just uh, just out of curiosity, because you do work with a lot of entrepreneurs, um, what are some of their uh, key fears and... um, 
you know, and, and, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about risk. Mm-hmm. I think for most people, the fear of attempting anything new, whether it's entrepreneurship or whatever it is one wants to engage in, is the fear of failure. Mm-hmm. You know, people are so afraid to take a risk. We'll talk about risk, obviously, but, you know, people are afraid to, to put themselves out there, take a risk. What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? You know, they're investing money into a business. What if I lose my money? And you know what? We've all been there. If we've been entrepreneurs, we've all been there. And, you know, I've, I've gone through that myself, you know, and I just, the desire, for me, the desire has always been stronger than the fear. And knowing that I am going to do everything in my power if I fail, I know that I couldn't have done anything <laughs> differently, you know, and I'm going to be okay with that. Because um, if I'm working for an employer, I can put everything I've got into that I have no control. Right. Whereas right. if I'm working for myself, I know when I'm putting everything into working for myself, you know, I just, I can keep doing more. I can keep doing more and I can make things happen where you can't when you're working for an employer. So I think fear holds people back a great deal. And what about risk? How are people, so many people um, are afraid of risk. And what are your thoughts about risk? Well, I agree. I mean, most are afraid of risk because that's how we're conditioned to think. I mean, when we're growing up, we're so conditioned to believe we shouldn't take risk. We should play it safe. We need guarantees and security or we should, you know, stay comfortable. That's just the way we're conditioned. And I've really learned that nothing great happens within our comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And and people may have heard that before, but really, you know, growth and results happen by being willing to step out of that comfort zone and take a risk. And when we when we've got the courage to do that, we realize it wasn't as scary as we made it out in our minds. And I actually reframed it, and this might actually help the listeners that are, you know, listening in today or listening to the recording. I reframed the word risk quite a few years ago because I just felt that it's, it's kind of like a four-letter word, and if people had a different <laughs> way to think about it, it might help right. them. Right. So the way I reframed it was responsibly implementing specialized knowledge. Why and don't you in, um, say that again, Okay. Mm-hmm. So, risk uh, reframed would be responsibly implementing right. specialized knowledge. Ah, okay, yes. And so, it's the same four letters, right? But it totally changes your perspective on risk. And it, kind of, it just takes that fear off. You've got specialized knowledge. You're going to implement it responsibly. And uh, so, you know, what's there to be afraid of? You're not doing something you don't know how to do. Mm, mm. So, um uh, so dealing with the risk is is a mind game, isn't it, to some extent? Absolutely. Everything's a mind game. Everything. 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 Yes. You know, that is what holds people back is their mind. And when you can take control of your mind and learn principles to, to live by and little tricks around your mind that will help you push through it, for instance, you know, this is a kind of funny one. There's a snowplow going past my, my window right now. And it just reminded me in the summer of a little trick I play in my mind. At the end of the summer, I, that's my favorite season of the year. So I love, love, love summer, spring and summer. Right. And I like fall too, but I live in Canada and it's freezing here. <laughs> so, you know, winter's not my favorite time. And so at, in August, I used to get, you know, kind of freaked out because winter was coming. And I started to play a trick on my mind saying, you know, well, it's only, you know, X number of months till spring. <laughs> and and I'm doing that right now. You know, we were in Florida a couple of weeks ago and, and got a little taste of sunshine to get, get us through the winter. And, you know, the whole time I was saying, oh, you know, eight more weeks and we're going to start experiencing this. So I do stuff like that all the time because your brain believes whatever you tell it. Exactly. And it, and it does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And when people understand that, you can tell yourself anything that you want to develop the thinking around And the more you do that, the more you'll recondition your brain. Well, on that note, and I love what you said about reframing, it's time for a short break on the business edge. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach, and my guest is Debbie Rustin, the success educator, talking about entrepreneurship. Stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G dot com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the smart moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Zidle, your Smart Moves Coach. My guest is Debbie Rustin, the success educator, giving insights about entrepreneurship and developing a mindset for our changed world. So, Debbie, uh, we talked about mindsets in the earlier uh, segments, but now let's get to more the nitty-gritty. How does a person learn how to think like an entrepreneur, and why is it important to develop intrapreneurs in your business? Mm, Good questions. Well, there's many ways to learn to think like a successful entrepreneur. And I guess one of the most basic ways is to study successful entrepreneurs and their thinking. So, you know, people like Richard Branson, Steve Jobs, anybody that's created massive success and has something we can learn from. So reading biographies, um, and most successful people like this have written many books that you can actually learn from. So, you know, that's something that I always do. I continue to do on an ongoing basis. I've always got, you know, a new book that I'm reading and, and just finding powerful distinctions. And, and, you know, really, most of them are very simple, common sense things, but it's just, you know, very refreshing to know that somebody like Richard Branson or Steve Jobs, billionaires, have, you know, the same challenges, the same concerns, you know, and, and, and implement very simple things that everyday people can implement. I mean, sometimes people think these people are rocket scientists and could never possibly create the level of success that they do. They're just people. They put their shoes on one at a time like everybody else. So, you know, just learn how they think. That's one of the most basic ways. And You know, I just wanted to ask you because I saw, I believe, a a video about or a a story about Richard Branson. And he, if I I remember correctly, he had difficulties in school. Um, Yes, he's dyslexic. I think that was the condition he had. So, yeah, he had a lot of trouble. He dropped out of college. And a lot of successful entrepreneurs would <laughs> share a similar story. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a sign of an entrepreneur is if you just can't fit into the mold, you know, you're that square peg that won't go into that round hole. You know, you've got ideas, you've got desires, passions, you know, visions. And, you know, those are the people that make great entrepreneurs. Right. So I, uh, so you were going to continue, you know, you talked about to study how to, how do you, how do you start thinking as an entrepreneur? And one of the suggestions was to read biographies and study successful ones and learn from them. Mm -hmm. Uh, What else uh, else? might one do? 
Well, I want to address what you asked me about intrapreneur, and that's uh, for those listening that may not be familiar with that term intrapreneur. It's like entrepreneur only with an I at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, So imagine being a business owner and the employees you have think like you do. They're willing to go the extra mile, stay late, make bold decisions. They're not afraid of risk. They do what it takes to get the work done. They're actually not just punching a clock and collecting a paycheck. They're really immersed in the everyday happenings of the business. They actually care and they're working to their full potential. So that's more of an, uh, an entrepreneur. You know, they don't necessarily want to own a business themselves, but they're treating that business as if it is their own. Mm-hmm. And what this does when you've got people like that, it builds a positive culture in an organization that breeds success. You've got people that are happier, they're more fulfilled, they want to come to work. Um, so really, you know, both learning to think like an entrepreneur and building this type of culture and organizations, that's actually what my product and my business does. It's an entrepreneurial leadership training program. So along with reading bi- biographies and, you know, successful people that mm-hmm. you can study, you can actually, you know, actually use a leadership program like this. There's many out there, but, you know, that's another way to really fast track the mindset growth of an individual that wants to take that role on. I would think it would be easier, if that's the word, to develop entrepreneurs in smaller businesses than to try to do it in a big corporate environment. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can do it in a big corporate environment. Well, definitely. I mean, fewer people, it's going to just be a domino effect much quicker. But certainly Mm -hmm. in bigger organizations, you know, it's something that can be rolled out Um, you know, a step at a time. So, you know, typically what we would do is start with a management team and let's Mm -hmm. say they've got 500 employees. So we'd start with the management team first, Mm -hmm. you know, get them immersed in the thinking. And then once they've utilized the program and the thinking, what we would do is roll it out with, you know, the key people that they want to bring into the, 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 the entrepreneurial mindset in their organization. So they may have 10 people in each department, Mm -hmm. let's say. So, um, you would roll it out slowly, um, piece by piece like that, so that, you know, as you continue to do so, you're, you're bringing it in, into the whole organization. But just to roll it out with 500 people, you know, you're going to have people go in all different directions. So you want to be very uh, strategic on how you do that, obviously. And is there other things that you would like to tell uh, the listeners about Entrepreneurs, because, and I'm even having to stop and say and think, how do I pronounce it? It is not a common name. It's not a common term. So, um, a couple other things that um, you would like, you know, the, uh, the uh, listeners should know about uh, entrepreneurship. Well, I think I'll just go back, and they may have missed this, but I want to go back to what I said. You know, think of an entrepreneur as that person that maybe they don't want to own a business but they really want to be engaged and they want to be, you know, treating that business. They want to have, you know, the freedom to make decisions. They want to be able to, you know, Mm. make a judgment call. They want to, um, you know, they they say they're going to have something on your desk by five o'clock and they're going to do whatever it takes to do that. They're going to keep their commitments. They're going to come in early, stay late. They take on that level of leadership. They're helping other people. They're not threatened by other people. Mm. So they're really playing the role of an owner, really. But they just, they don't want that, that they don't want to take that step. They don't want to, you know, maybe invest in a business or whatever the case may be, but they really have a lot to bring to the table and they want to give all of that every day in the work that they do. And I think many people come to work wanting to do that and the environment or their manager doesn't uh, support that. So I would think, um, uh, you know, it's a two-way street. You have to have managers and leaders who... Um, support uh, developing this mindset, and you have to have people who want to do it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and you've got a lot of managers. This is a good point, Marsha, because there's a lot of people in management positions that are managing instead of leading. Yes. And micromanaging instead uh, of leading. Yes. And so this is a big cause of disengagement in the workplace, People, you know, they're not, they're not being entrepreneurial. They are punching the clock and they can't wait to get out of there because of, you know, bully managers, uh, micromanaging, you know, they're, they, they want to learn and grow. They want to be a part of something meaningful. They, you know, they, they don't want to be micromanaged. And it's important to recognize that in the workplace, 
because if you if if a, a manager is doing that, they're holding their people back, and exactly. and those those people are disengaging, exactly. which is costing the money, of course. Right, and disengagement uh, is a very big factor in in uh, companies these days and in the workforce. But I want to move on to. Um, the last thing uh, to help the, the listeners uh, get a better feel for entrepreneurship, uh, have you had challenges and how does this compare to the rewards? What's the, the, the cost benefit of being an entrepreneur? <laughs> well, for the ladies that are listening, I guess probably, you know, think of having a child, you know, you're in childbirth and uh, boy, that's challenging, but you cannot compare the feeling when that child is born you'd do it all over again. So that's sort of like, you know, that, that, that's, that just came to mind, actually, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a lot of years, 30 years for me, but uh, I, I'll never forget that moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think every person that creates success has had a lot of challenges. There, it's just part of the process. And, and that's something that successful people understand is that you don't create success without challenge, it's just part of the process. And this is such an important distinction. People that give up on their goals use all the excuses in the world about the challenges they ran into. You know, back to the you know little example I gave earlier about the, the shops downtown. Mm-hmm. They run out of funding. Mm-hmm. They run out of customers because it's not, you know, uh, uh, tourist season, you know, whatever the case may be. So there's all kinds of challenges that people can base their excuses on, which is really what they are, excuses. But successful people are not free of challenges. We've just learned how to work through them and not let them stop us. So in every challenge, there are seeds of opportunity. And the key is to be solution-oriented and recognize the opportunities within the challenges. And those that are willing to do that experience rewards far greater than anything you can imagine. And that's where I would compare it to, you know, when when your child is born. You know, you don't even remember anything that happened negatively because you're so in love with that child. So that's like entrepreneurship. You know, you push through those challenges and the rewards are greater than you could ever imagine. Um, and, and, you know, we just have a minute or two left. Um, it, my sense is that there are some people who really get are blocked. You know, um, they know this intellectually. But something is stopping them, and you work with entrepreneurs. How do you deal with that when they feel blocked and they say, I want to give up or whatever? Well, there's a number of ways. Um, as again, you know, that's what our program is designed to do. Mm-hmm. So we really dig inside the brain, basically. And, you know, people come to their own realizations. But mm-hmm. one of the very most basic things I could share with people is you've got to know what your why is. If you don't know mm-hmm. what your why is, you will give up. It's got to be more powerful than any challenge you'll ever come up against. So my family is my why, and it always has been. And, you know, when I first became an entrepreneur, it was to be home with our children. Uh, They're grown now, but my daughter's just got engaged. We're planning a wedding. So, you know, being an entrepreneur allows me to be with her. Right, right. So I like that idea. What's your why? What's your purpose? Because that is a driving factor, not only for entrepreneurs, but for companies as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're putting a lot of emphasis now on purpose-driven companies. Absolutely. So uh, on that note, we are going to take a short break. Um, and I'm Marcia Zidle, uh, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Debbie Rustin, I'm the Success Educator. And when we come back, Debbie is going to give us those three what I call keepers, Uh, takeaways. If there's nothing else you want to remember about this, what are the three things as well as how to contact her? So stay tuned. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marsha Seidel, your Smart Moves Coach, and my guest today is Debbie Rustin, the Success Educator, and she has been giving us wonderful insights about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, and how to develop a mindset for our changed world. And so, Debbie, um, I always like to ask the guests, you know, if, if, if to boil it down, what are the top three things you want people to remember about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, and the mindset that you need to have for success? Okay. Well, actually, we hit on one just there at the end before break, and that's know your why. So really know what your why is, because that's what's going to push you through those challenges that we talked about. Um, and, and, and along with that, find your passion and be willing to live it. That is so important, because when you're living your passion, you know, it just doesn't feel like work. Develop your entrepreneurial mindset, be solution-oriented, and never give up. You know, that is the recipe for success, in my opinion. Wow. Um, you know, I, I love those because they're short and very impactful. And I want to thank you, you know, so much, Debbie. As I said, um, I was talking to Debbie during the breaks, and it has been a delight. This has been just fun for me, um, talking to Debbie and, 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 and picking her brains on a very, very important uh, topic that I can tell she's passionate about. So, Debbie, um, for the listeners who want to contact you or find out more about your program or just talk to you a bit, how can they contact you? Okay, well, I'm all over the internet, Marsha, on all the social networks. I write articles, I do podcasts, etc. I guess the easiest way for people to find me is just to go to my website, the T H E Success Educator dot biz B I Z. And when you get to my website, you'll see all my social media links are there. So it makes it really easy depending on what platform they want to find me on. So feel free to reach out and connect with me. And you can find all of my articles and podcasts there as well. There's a tab you just click on. And um, I just want to say, too, to the listeners, feel free to reach out to me personally via email if I can assist you in building your entrepreneurial mindset or if you want help in starting a business. Two ways to reach me. Uh, My email address is Debbie. That's D-E-B-B-I-E at 
the, T-H-E, successeducator.com, or you can reach me by phone at 1-800-576-2917. Marcia, thank you so much for having me, me on your show today. I just have enjoyed our time so much together. <laughs> Well, thank you, uh, Debbie, and I, I've enjoyed it, too. And now we're going to move on to uh, next week's program. And it is, Are You All There? Bringing All of You to Your Work and Your Life. When asked, 98% of us said we'll quit our job if we won the lottery. Probably. But what if you were in the 2% that didn't or wouldn't want to quit? What if you were so engaged in your work, so passionate about what you're doing, so sure that you were making a difference that you wouldn't want to quit, even if you could? Well, my guest is Margarita Noonan. Asked herself those questions during a successful career as a corporate executive. Listen to the insights she gained and what tips she can share to help most of us join the 2%. Uh, tune in Wednesday, February 4th at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. And I want to say this dovetails beautifully into what Debbie Rustin was talking about. So please join us. Now, here's another Smart Moves tip to power up your leadership. Uh, leaders have to know when not to lead. The worst disservice a leader can do to the good people who work with him is to deny them the opportunity to contribute their leadership to his. Taking the reins away from smart and capable people will only frustrate them. Therefore, if you hired good people, then enable them to become great engaged employees. In other words, stop micromanaging. Believe in them. They are good people and they do want to do the best. What would you like? Would you like other smart move tips on how to power up your leadership? Contact me at Marcia, M A R C I A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, Those who let it happen and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to success. What does is making sure every day you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for purpose performance, and profitability. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with more, less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.